Ladies and gentlemen, the Brit Pack is back. My name is Simon Head. Thanks for joining me. Hope your week's going well so far. It is a big one in mixed martial arts and a pretty good one for us here in the UK as well. Two big global events taking place this weekend. One on either side of the Atlantic. Friday night, Bellator 280 from Paris, France. That's right, primetime MMA here in the UK. We don't get it very often, but soak it up, enjoy it. Get on BBC iPlayer and BBC3 and enjoy the fights this weekend. We have five Brits in action on that card. Former Banner middleweight champion Mike Sebash Shipman is on the main card. Lewis the Foot Long is in action on the prelims. Jordan Barton, Charlie Leary, and Big Tasty himself, Gavin Hughes, all set for preliminary card action in Paris. That should be a really fun event. Loads going on in Paris, France this week, and uh, that should be a lot of fun when we finish work on Friday, kick back, switch on the BBC and watch that event. Saturday, UFC 274. It is a huge fight card. Two title fights. Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje for the UFC lightweight title. Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza. A rematch of the first ever women's strawweight title fight in the UFC. Rose is the champ right now, but Carla got the win first time round coming out of the ultimate fighter. So, that's an intriguing title fight as well. Plus, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. What an absolute banger that is going to be. Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Lozon kicks off the main card. For fans of the old school, hardcore guys, two of the two of the oldest swingers in town in the UFC lightweight division going toe-to-toe in that main card opener. But we look a little bit further down the card. There is British involvement. Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, who you take a look at the British contingent in the UFC right now. He's one of the OGs. He's one of the longest serving guys. This will be his 12th fight in the UFC on Saturday. And he takes on the always difficult, always tricky, always incredibly durable Francisco Trinaldo, who has moved up in recent fights from lightweight to welterweight. There'll be a big height and reach difference. Uh, and an advantage, I think, for Danny Roberts going into that. But Trinaldo is one of these guys. He's just carved from rock. He's going to take some finishing. But that is the plan for Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. And on this week's show, we're going to dedicate it to Danny Roberts because I managed to sit down and have a good chat with Danny from his hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona, as he was prepping for fight week over there ahead of UFC 274. He's in great spirits. He's in a good place in his career. If he gets a win on Saturday... This will actually be his first three-fight win streak in the UFC. But every time he gets in the cage, it's must-see TV. He always delivers the action, and he has some uh, something special planned for Francisco Trinaldo on Saturday night. Had a really good conversation with him this week. So let's check it out. Here's the full chat from me and Danny Roberts as we look ahead to his fight with Francisco Trinaldo at UFC 274. Check it out. How's it been? How's it been? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm, I can't lie. Um, you know, again, just 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 continuing on with life, doing what we got to do, um, and becoming more and more knowledgeable and wise. You know, I mean, you must be happy that you're getting two fights in relatively not quick succession, but you know, you you've got a good cadence now. You had one last year. You got one relatively mm-hmm. early this year. And with the pandemic and everything, it's, it must be nice to just be getting back into the rhythm again, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, I received a little bit of a, uh, a cut on top of my head after the last fight. So that was one thing that stopped me from actually really, you know, pushing on to get an earlier fight. 
than what we have right now. But nevertheless, we're still here. Um, and this year, we're going to be consistent. We're going to get a few fights in. So I'm excited just to be able to continue the, the winning streak now and, you know, uh, with my legacy as well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the British contingent, you're one of the OGs right now. You've had like, this is, I think this is, you are right. This is, I think this is like your 24th fight and, and your 12th in the UFC. So half of your career as a pro yeah. has been on the big stage, which is, I mean, that's, that, that's quite the achievement to be, to have stuck around yeah. for, for this long, for that many fights. And, you know, the curve still seems to be going upwards as well. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's been a few things. We've had our ups and downs. And nothing, you know, it's, it's, I always say this, you can't take a shot about getting wet when it comes to the, the combat sports game. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very excited um, to be, to just to be here and be doing what we're doing. The opportunities that present themselves, the UFC, Dana White, Sean Shelby, um, my agent going back and forth, renegotiating um, and being able to help us elevate. It's all, it's all part of, part of that life and that journey that we're on right now. So it's good. And if you win this one this weekend, that'll be three in a row in the UFC, which I don't think you've you've had like two in a row before. But this will this this would be three in a row, I think, for the first time in your UFC career. Do you think that you are at, at your is, is this the peak of your career right now, based on how things have gone? Are you yeah. you still sort of yeah. you know I mentioned the upward trajectory, so yeah, I would say that. I think I think you're very fair to make an analogy like that. Um, like I say, when it's come to the mishap, when it's come to the misfortune, it's been it's been down to a split second decision, which is you know been the unfortunate reason that it stopped us from continuing that run. But if we take them out of the the equation and we actually look at who I am as an athlete and who I am as an individual, um, there's a lot of great things happening. Um, and I go out there and again, it's a game of inches, um, so anyone can get it any time. And that's one thing that I've understood more now than ever. So I've, I've had a lot of reflection over the years. I've been able to refine my, my work and the things that I do do, you know, from being in the gym to managing my training schedule um, in and around um, my fights. It's helping me become a better athlete, a better man, a better individual. So again, like I say, it's not just about the fighting. For me, it's everything inside and out. And this game has really, really helped refine me. Um, keep me disciplined, keep me grounded. Um, and I've, yeah, from, from day one of being in the UFC and having all the hype and all the, the smoke that gets blown up um, and then being where I'm at now, I understand I've got a job to do. I understand who I am. I'm on my own path. I don't look over my shoulder to see who's there. You know, I'm, I'm just doing my thing right now. What do you make of the way that you've been match made, so to speak, over the last few fights? I was looking back through your recent career. You had two really tricky Brazilians then you had two really tricky Russians and they've gone and handed you uh, one of the trickiest Brazilians on the roster. I mean, he just, this man doesn't seem to go away. You know, everyone knows what they get with Francisco Trinaldo. He's yeah. very, very tough. And he's, he's almost as old as me, mate. You know, he's yeah. almost as old as me. So, um, and he's still going strong. What do you make of him as an opponent? And also the fact that you don't seem to have been given what I would call like a straightforward style matchup that sort of matches you, not since probably the Perry fight where you think, right, you could just go in there and sort of really show off your striking. There's always been something sort of tricky or unorthodox about the people you've been lined up against lately. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. And again, that's, that's perfect analysis by yourself. I, I, I love, first of all, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say, give the props to you and 
it's nice to understand and know when people interviewers uh you know are deep in the game and they understand things it, it makes it it makes it um, a good conversation to have so thank you for that um but yeah 100 the, the challenge that i have in front of me the challenges that the ufc have presented me and put put in front of me i've turned around and said it'd be like that cinderella story you know um we know how mike bisping was and the ups and downs that you had the trials and tribulations my life has always been about that um so nothing's really going to change and i understand that you know God doesn't put his toughest soldiers on, on earth to, to take the easiest ride. So I was, I was bred for this. I was born for this. I was made for it. Every atom of fiber of my body is projected towards the toughest challenges. And that's the reason why I don't say no. The UFC pull up fights and they go, boom, boom, boom. Danny, want to fight a Russian in Russia? Want to fight a German in Germany? Want to fight a Brazilian in Brazil? Come on, then let's go. Let's go. Because for me, I'm, I'm again, uh, I'm game. I'm ready. Um, and fights are fights, you know, anyone could get in any given day, any, any given moment. But for me to rise to the challenge, for me to, to be the underdog, for me to, you know, know that I've personally overcome something which a lot of other people wouldn't or would struggle with is something for me which, you know, I'll take to my deathbed. So for that reason, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I've had these challenges. A lot of people think that the UFC have tried to stitch me up. If they turn around and say about the matches that they give me and they put me in the darkest corners of the world, I don't care. Um, and again, I don't think I don't think it's a case of that. I think they know what they're doing. Um, Sean Shelby knows what he's doing with his matchmaking, with the matchmaking um, decisions that he has. So again, we're we're in a position once more where we're away from home, but we're on a fantastic card. Um, again, two title fights stacked. A lot of people are going to be tuning in. 99% of, of, of the UFC's um, audience globally are going to be tuned into this regardless. So it gives me everything that I need to overcome this job on Saturday. Stylistically, when you look at this matchup, do you think this is a matchup that will allow you to, to sort of showcase Danny Roberts, the fighter, a little bit more than, than maybe some of your previous opponents? Because, you know, we talk yeah. about Trinaldo, he's, he's very solid, he's very compact, but you kind of know what you're going to get. And also there's weeks worth of tape on this man. I think he's, I think this will be his 25th fight in the UFC. So he's had more fights in the UFC than you've had in your whole career. So tape is not <laughs> going to be a problem, right? Yeah, 100%. And again, we're not looking back too far. Um, the guy, you say 25 fights. I don't know how, how old he was when he got signed to the UFC, but you know, as much as there is footage, we don't want to be calling back too much and be trying to confuse or, you know, twist up the the um, the game plan too much because if we, I just need to go in there and do my thing as much and concentrate on myself as much as we're looking at him. Movement patterns, understanding his psychological basis and what he wants to do. Yeah, we've got that. We know who he is. He's going to be long in the tooth. He's going to be tough as nails. But I like that. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm about breaking things. Um, I was terrible as a kid. I keep my toys in one piece. So, you know, when I go in there on Saturday, I'm going to play with him and I'm going to break him. So, again, it's just going to be another episode of my mum telling me off for breaking one of my toys again. A <laughs> <laughs> lot to look forward to with this fight. Stylistically, I think it's a great matchup. Um, we're both going to come out there. We're going to strike. I also think with the fact that he's moving up to welterweight, there's going to be certain um, positions that he's not going to want to be with me because I will make him feel that pressure. I will make him feel that strength. But also, styles. I'm tall, I'm six foot one, he's five foot nothing. Um, so he's going to be short and compact, like you said. If he's on top of me on the floor, that's where the difficulty is going to come. If we're stood up, that's where I'm going to shine with an extra six inch reach advantage. 
Um, so we know we we know what the anomalies are. We know what the the math is uh, to be to beat this guy. Um, it's just a matter of establishing it from from the off and getting the job done. And in terms of the prep, have you been over in uh, at Sanford MMA for most of this camp, or have you been doing any of it back home in the UK? I've been doing loads in the UK. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've been spending ten hours um, a day out of my house, maybe twelve sometimes, five hours in the car driving from gym to gym to gym to be able to get, you know, the specific needs and requirements to be able to help myself elevate and, you know, put pieces of the puzzle together. Um, but then I did come out to Sanford for the last week of camp just to um, regulate myself and obviously be, be ahead of schedule for, you know, the time change and obviously um, the weather, the climate, because that's a big, big thing. Um, so, yeah, the only reason why I've been at home Home, or one of the biggest reasons why I've been at home is because of the pandemic. And it's, it's been hard for anyone. Any, anyone knows about the struggles that we've had in the UK from the lockdowns. I get over to Florida. They were laughing at me. The guys were laughing at me in Florida. Oh, like Florida, yeah. Lockdown? Yeah, you were in prison in your own home? Oh, my God. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, like, literally, when I stepped on the mat, when I stepped on the mat last week, come back to Sanford after being a part of the team and the family for six years, I turned around and said this before, it was like i just come out of jail. These guys were, were crazy happy pretty much getting the champagne bottles out and spraying, you know, to, 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 to see me. So um, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to feel the love. It's good to understand and know that there's high-level guys that, um, you know, all have the same common goal um, and they, they want to see you shine. They want to see you succeed. And I feel like that energy also uplifts you and it helps you move on to the next level. For me right now, staying consistent, getting back-to-back -back wins is a priority. It's a must. Um, yeah, and yeah, I believe 100% that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue that um, from starting from Saturday. You had a bit of a joke at the start of this, saying you sort of the one of the OGs of the uh, the British contingent in the UFC right now. But what do you make of this, this crop of fighters that we've got right now? Because you've kind of seen different generations of fighters sort of come and go in the UFC. And it feels like we've got this really talented crop of fighters now. And, you know, there seems to be an awful lot of optimism and positivity around the UK as a, as a, as a producer of talent that can go onto the global stage and deliver the goods. Yeah, it's nice. Listen, regardless of which way it wants to be portrayed, regardless of which way it wants to be pushed, the fact that the UFC are actually giving the UK a hell of a lot more exposure and the fact that they're actually a, a US-based company, time difference, time change. Everyone in the UK has got to stay up to watch any fight, which is crazy. You know, they don't know about that life or them struggles over here. They're like watching it at 6 p.m. eating a tea, you know? It's different for, um, for them over here compared to us. But we're doing major, major things. And this is an era for, for the UK. This is, this is the greatest era for the UK in the sense that we've had pioneers of the sport that have come through. Um, and they've really single-handedly led the way from your Jimmy Manures, your, your, your Mike Bispins, you know? Um, Ross, uh, yeah, Ross Pearson, stuff like that. So we're in a position where we have an influx of characters skill sets, um, personalities, personas, and it's good to see. And it's only going to help elevate what we know within the sport in the UK. So, again, I think it's a great, great thing. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you again for acknowledging that I'm one of the OGs. Consistency is a massive, massive thing. Staying in the company is a massive, massive thing. And we're still here. We're going to be here for the rest of my career. I know that for a fact because it's the type of person that I am. Um, and again, yeah, I've got a legacy to continue to build. So 
I'm not watching or looking too much anywhere. I just want fights after fights after fights. And I want to stay consistent and I'll be able to feed my family at the back end of it. That's it. You're talking about fights and fights and fights and legacy. Does that legacy include more fights in the UK potentially? I know they're coming back. It would be a tight turnaround, I guess, depending on how this one goes and uh, whether you pick up any, any, uh, any knocks during the course of this. But assuming you get through this relatively unscathed, and you're not too banged up. Would you be, would you be up for a quick turnaround and getting on that that London card at the end of July? Is that something that you would you would actively call for? Listen, you don't even need to mention that, Simon. You already know what my thoughts and feelings and vibes are towards that. Um, my agent, my team around me, they know who I am. They know who I'm about, and they just turn around and said, "Danny, you come out of this team." Both Sean Shelby, yeah, we'll we'll look to get you on that, you know. And ten weeks isn't even a bad. Time for a turnover. Look, I'm fit. I'm ready. I can cut weight now. I can have a, I can have a week or two weeks off, and then um, all we would have to do then is is we've already we'll already be 80 percent of where we need to be. So it'll just be again a case of tightening up, um, refining a couple of things, seeing what match we get as far as a fight, and then going out there and doing that job again and just stunting on stunting on the world, you know. So being in being at home in front of the the UK crowd again after the the, the long awaited return for all the madness that we've had, the lockdowns, the, the imprisonment. Um, the COVID, all of that, you know, it's going to be really nice and, and heartwarming to be able to give the UK fans something that they want. Um, and again, I've been here for, since 2015, so people know who I am. They know what I do. They know what I'm about. I'm all fire and flames. Um, so again, I just want to be able to give my family and friends something to, you know, something to bite on to, and to be proud of. I know you're a big Liverpool fan. You must be absolutely well, buzzing, right? I mean, they're on the verge of potentially winning the quadruple, right? Can they win all four? We were talking about this. If they, if, if they did, what a fucking time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Um, I, I've looked at it, and again, yeah, we, we, it, it, it all depends on, on, the, on, on, the, on how the other teams do and who we, who we face. But ultimately, Liverpool, right now, yeah, this is a great era for any Liverpool fans, and especially the fact that, look, listen, living in Liverpool and understanding how critical of their own team you know, the fans and that can be, it's, uh, it really is a good, good time to be alive. And yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him do it. Um, it, it <laughs> Liverpool turned into one of the liveliest cities for the rest of the year, I think, if, if, if that happens, you know. Um, and yeah, I wish him all the best. I want to see him. I want to see him do it. Um, we, were, we were actually, crazy enough, we were in like a fan, a fan bar um, around the corner from here. We walked in and there's just loads of Americans. There's Liverpool flags up on the walls. Um, <laughs> those are Americans with Liverpool shirts on and it's just amazing to see that there is support in every corner of the world for that team um, so that yeah they're doing fantastic things I want to see them bring it back to the city um, I can't wait to see to see the final especially yeah, when, when they go over we just need to uh, we need M M Madrid to win <laughs> yeah. well I mean my team got relegated last weekend so we're struggling a little bit I'm a Gillingham fan and we got relegated to League 2 so we're we can't see the Premier League from where we are. So, we're... We, we, again, we were we were talking about that again. We had we had Ever Everton that were, that were playing. As, as as far as having two Premiership um, teams in one city, you want that, you know? Yeah. Bring a lot of money, a lot of revenue, but there's also a lot of rivalry. So people want to see Everton get renegated, but nah, I don't. I want to see them stay in. And, and, and yeah, they they they've done well. They show real heart and and battled to come back. Um, so that's great for the city, regardless, you know. The reason I kind of threw Liverpool in there, I know Paddy Pimlet has been very vocal. He wants to get a UFC event at Anfield, right? 
Darren yeah. Till yeah. has been very vocal in the past. He wants to get a UFC event at Anfield. If, 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 if this ever happened and you ended up on that card, which obviously you would be absolutely going mad at Sean Shelby getting on that card. What would it mean to you? What would it mean to you to be able to walk out at Anfield in front of the cop, admittedly packed with MMA fans, and fight Listen, and fight at Anfield? Yeah, we know that if, if Anfield decide they want to do that, it's the first public event away from football that they've actually put on. So it will be... Mm. It go down in the history books. Um, and for me to be able to do that and come come out and, you know, be surrounded by all the friends and family and fans, UFC fans in, in Anfield will be something special. Um, you know, I'll be chomping it a bit. I'll be kicking off. I'll be on all social media platforms, making sure that they reserve me a spot. Um, and yeah, 110%. It, it'd be fantastic for them to do that. We are in a position in life right now where there isn't, there isn't really going to be a better time to do that. Liverpool now is my adopted home. They call me an adopted sky, sir. I'm not a woolly back no more. I've been there for 15 years, you know? So everything about that, it resonates with me, the people. You know, I have pure love for everyone there. I have family there that are blood. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's the city for me. So again, yeah, for them to be able to, to do that, even whether it's just an, an opportunity for the, for the guys to be able to get out there and, and showcase their skill, they need to do it. They really, really need to do it. And Liverpool, if you're listening, LFC, if you're listening, you know, come on, come on, boys, make this happen. Let us get in there. Yeah, I mean, I heard Dan Hardy say something like the uh, what was the Echo Arena now doesn't hold or can't hold combat sports events because of the sponsorship deal they've got, which sounds insane. I know Goodison have held boxing matches. I know Tony Bellew had a, had a title fight, I think, at Goodison. So the template's kind of there. It's just... It needs to, you know, that 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 historic first event needs to happen, and why not the UFC, right? So, that would be an incredible thing. I mean, the other the other big thing is 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 just down to you know what it can house. We talk about um, when they come to Manchester, when they go to London, and when they have been in Liverpool, Liverpool's what nine nine thousand in in yeah. Mecca. We would fill Anfield. I won't keep you too much longer, but um, it's been great to catch up because it's been a little while, as I say. Um, it's good to see you back in the mix. Tell us, just to wrap things up, you know what you're up against this weekend. You know the style of fighter. He's not going to bring any surprises, I don't think, because you've seen so much of him. What surprises have you got for us on Saturday night? How are you going to, how are you going to finish this thing off on Saturday? Listen, um, one, of the, one of the biggest things about me and, and who I am is, you know, I, I'm, I'm all energy. I get in the cage and people see me on fast. I like to move. I like to... You know, I, I put myself, sometimes I, I end up putting myself in, 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 in positions where, you know, I have to overcome adversity and, and come back. And that also adds to the element of excitement. But one thing that I have become now, and I'm living up to the name, is I'm very, very smooth. Um, so with that, people are going to see them transitions. People are going to see some nice, I've got some tricks up my sleeve that we're going to see. I'm not going to spill, too, spill the beans too much because he might have one of his translators going for an interview later on to let me know exactly what's happening and what to expect. But um, yeah, you're going to see a smooth performance from Mark Chocolate, 110%. Awesome. Really appreciate the time, mate. Good to oh, see fine. you. Uh, good to see you in, in, in such good form and looking forward to the fight on Saturday. It's going to be an absolute banger. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. So there we go. Top man, Danny Roberts. He's been in this game for so long. He's been fighting on the global stage for so long. He's seen different generations of uh, British talent come and go. He's still there doing the business 
at 170 pounds. Sometimes I wonder if he's done something to really upset Sean Shelby with some of the some of the fights he's had, um, some of the bookings he's been given, because he's never given any easy outs at all. He seems to be getting all of the guys who no one else wants to fight. You ask Danny if he wants to fight, the answer is always yes. And he's in there with Francisco Trinaldo. And if he gets a win on Saturday, you better believe he's going to be calling for an opportunity on that UFC London card on July 23rd. But it is all about this weekend. UFC 274, Charlie Olives and Justin Gaethje, Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. Mauricio Shogun Hua is on this card against Ovid St. Prue. Donald Cerrone, Joe Lozon. What an absolutely star-studded main card we've got there. That's going to be superb. TV prelims, Andre Fialo against Cameron Van Camp, Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams, Macy Chasson versus Norma Dumont, and Brandon Royval versus Matt Schnell in a battle of flyweight contenders. Then the early prelims, which you'll get on UFC Fight Pass, Blagoy Ivanov versus Marcos Ruggiero de Lima, Francisco Trinado versus Danny Roberts, Tracy Cortez, Melissa Gatto, Clayton Rodriguez versus CJ Vergara, Ariane Camalossi versus Lupi Godinez, and Journey Newsom versus Fernie Garcia. Big, big card of fights from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. And of course, before that on the Friday night, it is Bellator 280. Let's run Danny Carr very quickly for that. Ryan Bader, Czech Congo for the Bellator heavyweight title. Yoel Romero, Alex Polizzi at light heavy. Davy Gallon versus Benjamin Brander. That's France versus Switzerland. Lorenz Larkin and Kyle Stewart is on that card at middleweight. And kicking off the main card, Mike Sebash Shipman of the UK, London Shoot Fighters, taking on Gregory Baben. I think that's how you pronounce it, in that main card opener at £185. Plenty of familiar faces to European and UK fight fans on the prelims. Pedro Carvalho taking on Piotr Nidzielski at featherweight. Lewis Long taking on Thibaut Guti. Fabricari Diata takes on England's Jordan Barton. Former Cage Warriors lightweight champ Soren Back facing Charlie Leary, who has stepped in on two weeks' notice to replace Saul Rogers. That fight is now going to be a uh, contract weight at £160 due to the short notice uh, turnaround for Charlie Leary. Yves Landou of France taking on Gavin Hughes. Lucy Berteau versus Katazina Sadura. Yusuf Uabas versus Matteo Duclos. And Victor Vacheri versus Barama Kamara. Always good when a fight's got a rhyming name. Always impressed with that. Looking forward to the commentary on that fight. That'll kick off the prelims. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be, uh, I think the the prelims will probably start relatively early in the afternoon, maybe sort of three, four o'clock in the afternoon, perhaps, and uh, we'll run through. But it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Bellator shows in Europe always seem to deliver something a little bit mad. So looking forward to seeing that event on Friday night and then UFC 274, an absolute banger of a card on Saturday night. Huge thank you to Danny Roberts for sparing us the time during what must be an absolutely crazy fight week over there in Phoenix, Arizona. Best of British luck to him and to the other five fighters set for action on Bellator 280. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Get the beers in the fridge. The sun's out. Enjoy the weekend. And let's cross our fingers that we can talk about an absolute sea of British victories when we revisit next week. Don't forget to check out United Nations podcast, the Britpack United Nations podcast. We're going to record that uh, later this week. That'll be out on our Substack as well. Everything you need 
thebritpack.substack.com or thebritpackmma.com if you prefer. Everything is there. Video podcasts, audio podcasts, news stories relating to British fighters and British events. Everything you need is there. Hop on there, subscribe, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. And uh, don't forget to follow us on the socials as well, at Simon Head on Twitter, at the Britpack MMA on Twitter, and at Simon Head Sport on Instagram. Busy week. I won't keep you any longer. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.